You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 18 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Tamara Shaw, founder, director, and community creator at Beauté Industry. After connecting with Tamara about six months ago, I'm labeling her my beauty biz soul sister. We've both worked on cruise ships. We both have a podcast. We both host brunches and have a passion for connecting our industry together to educate and inspire. You must be wondering, why would you want to promote someone who's doing something so similar? Well, once again, both Tamara and my responses are exactly the same. Three words, community over competition. There is enough beauty business pie for all of us. And as much as Tamara and I are in our own lane, doing our own things, we both jumped at the opportunity to work at bringing you this inspiring episode. And you definitely will want to let us know your golden nugget of the episode over on the podcast Instagram post for your chance to win a year's subscription of Beauty Industries magazine, which is launching in 2019. Let's bring on Tamara and let's hear about all her beauty boss journey. Tamara, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's great to have you here with us on the show. How are you today? Thank you so much. I am really, really well. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. How does it feel being on the other end of the mic? (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's very different, actually. I'll try not to um, control the conversation. (laughs) Oh, you go for it. It's, (laughs) we um, have come across each other through, uh, I think actually we've come across each other just through maybe having a podcast and Mm. probably sharing um, similar values and messages of what we're trying to portray for the beauty industry. And I am so glad that we've come across each other because we we do a little bit similar and then some things that are totally different. And I think at the end of the day, both of us believe that community over competition is the most important when it comes to building an empowerment um, group like a tribe of of women within our industry we all need as much support as we can basically so um i really do appreciate you coming on the show today and we've been chatting a little bit about what you do and what i do and i think we've got a bit in the works that we can co-collaborate in the future with so watch out the beauty industry (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're 100% right it was um, actually so refreshing to connect with you um, because you know when we did I can't even remember who approached who but when we started speaking at the start both of us were um, you know realizing that we are on this same tangent in creating community and creating a really positive uh, industry for us both to be in but neither one of us were hesitant to talk to each other right away we just 
both kind of jumped in and said, you know, I'm doing this and you're doing this and how can we work together? So that was really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It is very, very refreshing. Um, because at the end of the day, there's, there's enough beauty business pie for everybody. And I think that's what clicked with me straight away was when there was no hesitation, that's when you know that you've found people that you want to work with as well. So I'll get you to kick off the show with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Yeah, so um, I love I love the hashtag beauty boss. I think anything that is empowering is just super, super up my alley. Um, I think a hashtag beauty boss is somebody who is in the beauty industry who has come through their journey or their pathway of being either a therapist, a manager, an owner, anything that is tangible in the beauty industry. And so through that pathway, you've kind of had uh, what I call a stroke of emotional intelligence. Um, and it's not somebody who's intellectually intelligent, but something that just intuitively within you kind of sparks that emotion and you know that you have to lead the way. So within that, it's kind of somebody who um, has maybe created something or, you know, that can be a product, a day spa, whatever it may be, or a creation of inspiration. And so a beauty boss for me is that somebody that someone has done something that nobody particularly has done before them. Um, and I think in general there is a nuance to the word boss and sometimes it can be seen quite negatively. However, I love that you have combined the hashtag beauty with the word boss because I feel like it does give an entirely new positive meaning and that's kind of what I see somebody as being a beauty boss is creating that something that is amazing that people can follow and be inspired by. Yeah. Yeah. I love that too. So you've obviously got the beauty boss um, blood running through your body as well, mm -hmm. but you've got quite an entrepreneurial um, spark as well. So I want you to share your complete journey with us because that's what this podcast is all about. I want our listeners to be inspired by the people I have on the show so that they can believe that they can achieve anything they want, whether it be working for a company and working up the ladder within, um, you know, a specific franchise or within a boutique um, spa even to then looking to maybe own their own business one day. And I, I, I had a little bit of backlash when I first started this thinking that my messaging was telling people to go and leave their jobs to start their own beauty business. And that's not what I'm actually having as a message at all. It's more about if you do have that entrepreneurial sugar in your veins, you're going to find a person like me or Tamara to be inspired to actually go and start your own um, beauty business as well. So um, yeah, I absolutely want to really tap into our listeners so that they can be inspired by your journey. So take it away and, um, you know, where did it all begin? Yeah, so um, for me, actually, this year is my 10th year out of high school. So I'm still quite a baby in terms of, um, you know, my age and the pathway that I've had. I've only had 10 years in the beauty industry. Um, but for me, I, I didn't have the traditional you know, starting off with acne and wanting to go down the skincare pathway or I didn't have this vision of my mum playing with Estee Lauder and putting on a beautiful red Chanel lipstick. Um, for me, I actually only wanted my whole passion in life to be a dancer. 
And so I taught dancing every single genre, hip hop, ballet, funk, jazz, um, you know, absolutely everything. And that's all I wanted. And when I was in year 12, I actually had to apply, obviously, to go to an amazing dance school once you come out of high school. And what I did was I went into the career counsellor and I didn't grow up in a very affluent, um, high socioeconomic area. And I went into the career counsellor and I said, right, this is what I want to do. How can I get there? How can I be a dancer um, in, my, in my life? And she typed some things into the computer, had a look at it and said, Tamara, honey, you've missed all of the auditions. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and so this was probably November of um, year 12. And she said, yeah, the dancing auditions, you had to sit them back in like June, July. And I thought, why has nobody told me? And why, why doesn't my school help me find a career pathway? You know, um, why haven't we had this conversation earlier? And so I went back into the common room and I was looking around and funnily enough, some of my friends at the time were talking about what their pathways were going to be. And so one was going to be a PA for her dad's business. Another one was just going to stay at the bakery that she worked at. And I thought, no, I don't just want to do an admin job. And I have nothing against anyone who does admin jobs, but I just knew that inside me, I couldn't do that because I knew once I was there, I would be stagnant and I wouldn't be able to get out. And so my best friend at the time, she had the um, book of courses and she showed me this uh, diploma in spa management and resort management course. And I just thought, okay, I'm just going to do it. I just need to do something. And so I finished year 12 and I went and I moved straight into the city from the Bayside Peninsula and I started studying resort management. And so with that resort management came a diploma in spa therapy. So you learn the massage and the aromatherapy and things like that. And I had this real pivotal moment when I was doing massage in my exams. And um, I kind of think this is a tribute to my ego at the age of 18. Um, I thought, I don't want to be doing massages on people. Um, I want to be getting the massage. You know, how, how cheeky was I? And um, so I, I knew that once I started this course, I had to finish it. You know, it was a very, very, very expensive course back then. Nothing was fee help or hex funded. And so I thought, I'll finish the course. And I had this meeting one day with my teacher and she said, Tamara, I can see you're not passionate. You're great at the treatments, but there's something inside you. And I said to her, I think I just want to run businesses and help people in their business and help therapists do this, but I don't want to do the treatments. And so she said, okay, so why don't you go do business instead? And I said, well, how can I run a business if I don't know what the treatments are? And she kind of looked at me and went, hmm, good idea. So I completed the course anyway, and I went straight into Indota Spa. And I was working for Indota Spa, um, doing back-to-back -back massages. Back in the day, they weren't big on facials. And so I thought, that's it. Once I have nailed the spa component and I need to stretch my legs out, then I need to go work on the cruise ship. So I went off at 22 and flew over to London, studied there for about three months with Steiner. And then the next day we shipped out to Aruba in um, the Caribbean. And I was traveling all over the world with Steiner cruise ships, which was an absolutely amazing experience. And I learned so much about myself and about the industry. And um, fast forward, I come back to Australia. I go back to Indota and I start running 
um, company-owned spas and franchises. And then from there, I worked my way up into education. And so I was um, actually relocated from Melbourne to New South Wales in Sydney. And from there, I actually looked after New South Wales and Queensland, about 37 day spas at the time, traveling across all of the day spas, teaching these gorgeous therapists how to do the Indota spa treatments. But what I found in this role is that I was traveling around to all of these different spas and each single therapist I spoke to or each business owner that I spoke to, even though it was a franchise, people were very disconnected and they would say, Tamara, what's the other spa doing or what are other therapists doing out there? And so I felt I really needed to stay connected within the beauty industry and stay on top of what was trending because lots of people were asking me. And so I created a small Facebook group called um, Boss Beauty, which is so pivotal, you know, to how I'm speaking with you today um, <laughs> because you're hashtag beauty boss. So we just, our stars were meant to be aligned. But I created this Facebook group and it had 15 of my closest friends and I would just constantly update it and update it. And so we were talking about news and what was happening in the industry and what do we think about this ingredient. And so while all of that was happening in the background, I actually changed roles. And so I started working for Skin Institute, which is an amazing cosmetical product brand. And um, one of their biggest clients is Laser Clinics Australia. And so I moved back to Victoria with my partner so we could buy a house. And because there was no way I was going to buy a million dollar house in Sydney, my goodness. And um, so we moved back to Victoria. And in that role within Skin Institute, it was just the same message. I was traveling around to traditional beauty salons, corporate beauty salons. And everyone is saying to me, Tamara, you know, the salon down the road did this amazing marketing campaign and I know that they made X amount of dollars and they have X amount of clients but what you know how did they do that how can I do that and I thought do you know what this is a bit of BS why aren't we talking to each other and so earlier this year um, that little Facebook group actually hit 100 people that were in there and I thought oh my goodness where did these 100 people come from and I just realized that everyone was adding their friends who they also wanted to stay connected with and so I thought, right, there's a gap in the market. Everybody wants to talk to each other, but nobody's talking to each other. Nobody's feeling inspired. People are dropping out of the industry, going to be a therapist or a PT or a nurse or, you know, anything else. And I thought, that's it. And so my little company, Butte Industry, was born. And um, so with that, I just developed an online community via our website where you can basically have a chat function and talk to anyone else who's inspiring um, via their profiles. Uh, we also have a podcast, which is how you and I came to fruition as well. And we um, we kind of just talk about trends really in the industry. There's a little bit of education and inspiration in there as well. And now we have brunch events as well. So just to have a little bit of offline connection and just make lifelong friends in the industry um, kind of, yeah, connections. How many times can I say the word connection? But that's what we're about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I have learned a lot about you because I did the cruise, the cruise ships as well. 
Um, and I didn't know that about you. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to one of your podcasts and I was like, oh my goodness, she was a cruise ship girl as well. There's something in us, isn't there? <laughs> oh, there is. They, I think if you've been a Steiner, you um, have definitely been equipped to literally tackle anything within the industry if you're going to run yes. your own business as well. <laughs> Because you're there, you're running your own column and it's up to you to make your own dollars at the end of the day. So, Absolutely. And hats off to that lady that seemed to be such an incredible leader for you, giving you that advice in those early spa days. That's probably triggered this whole journey and pathway for you. And I, I'm, yeah, gosh, I'm incredible that you've actually stuck with that. Like you've, you've known exactly what you've wanted and this whole um, beauty industry has come to fruition from it. So, um, yeah, you're, you're so right because when I was working for Dermalogica, it was the same thing, going into the businesses and I'd always get told that I was, oh, I'd love having you in because you're like my kick up the bum and you're like my yes. mentor. And I loved that, but I could only take it so far within the product line that we were sort of, you know, helping them with hosting events and things like that. But it was just like, yeah, how can we take this even further to be encouraging and um, bring other people together rather than shying away from their results and how they actually achieved something like we, we shouldn't be hiding. I think we should all be sharing so that we can encourage each other too. So 100%. you are unstoppable girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank God, you. You've done all. So how, how long has that been in the space of 10 years? You'd say everything has gone from the spa study to now. Um, well, 10 years, exactly yeah. 10 years this 10 years. year. Um, and, and people um, now, you know, I speak with business owners who are 40, 50. And even when I was within Dota, um, this day spa that I was running once upon a time was sitting from about 100 day spas. It was about uh, number 30, 30 something um, or 41, I think it was actually, out of 100. And when I took over that role, um, it fast became in the top three within six months. And so I was talking to other franchisees and they're looking at me, this little 22, 23-year-old girl going, how is this possible? You know, how, how have you done that? And it was nothing um, of a tribute to myself. It was actually just the team and they didn't have an amazing manager, an amazing community. It wasn't a great culture. And so that's how I knew that it is just community and culture that is going to get yourself a good team. And when team functions, it just works. You make money, you get rebookings. There's nothing better than that feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Now, when you're when you are out in the road um, visiting your laser clinics, and then from the um, beauty business owners that come within your community, which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business? Oh gosh, um, it's to be honest. Most of the time, it's um, staff. And I say that in the best way because I, I believe your staff can be the biggest asset. Well, they are the biggest asset. They are your company. They're your brand. They're your face. They are the product's face. They are absolutely everything. But at the same time, especially because our industry is, you know, 98, 99% women based, um, we have a lot of emotions. We have a lot of 
things going on outside the treatment room, such as kids and parents and dinner and aunties and uncles and mums. And, you know, so many things go on and that is really the crux of it. That's something of a hurdle. Um, But at the same time, the hurdle that I see from a staff point of view is actually with the business owner. And a lot of the time, from my from my eyes, I see businesses being owned by people who sometimes aren't even in the beauty industry, which makes it very difficult for that business owner to exactly grasp what the treatment is, what the study and the learning is behind it and that client conversation. So it's kind of a two-way hurdle, one from the business owner and one from the staff member um, themselves, and of course, there's these constant updates of trends within the beauty industry, and there's new products and new technology, and everyone, both owner and business owner, is trying to stay up to date with that and have their finger on the pulse. And sometimes we can get a little um, blindsided by our own um, environment or our own surroundings, and we don't actually have that bird's eye view of what is happening in the industry. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That it's so hard to be on top of everything. And I think as a business owner, let's put it in the shoes if they aren't beauty um, industry related, they're mm. probably um, very entrepreneurial driven and they're going through a lot of the, the seminars and the courses and the coaching out there that are more business specific rather than beauty specific. So I think that's where we will come in really um quite helpful to the beauty business owners by giving them actual related education and supporting them within, you know, what they need to, to relay back to their staff members as well to, to be that leader for them. And hope, yeah, hopefully the staff as well, they take their education seriously so they can be the best therapist they can be too. But yeah, mm-hmm. it seems to be every episode, it's one of the topics that comes up as a hurdle. Um, so as I think as much tools and support we can offer um, and find and source to um, give as a, a valuable resource to our members is going to be as, as helpful as ever. So definitely. Yeah. Now, what are your top two important tips for the aspiring <clears throat> boss listener to learn from when they're starting their own business? Yeah, this is a really good question because I, when I started business, I looked for lots of tips on, you know, how to start business, how to um, run a successful business and nothing that anybody said really stuck with me. And so um, I don't know if this will stick with anyone else because when you're in that kind of startup phase, you're just so invested. And so my tip is to just be fearless you know, stop worrying about everyone else and what everyone else is doing. I mean, imagine if Steve Jobs said, oh, Microsoft's got a great computer. I don't think I'm going to start to make my own computer. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Then Mac wouldn't have never came to what it was today. Or, you know, imagine if Richard Parker looked at DMK or, you know, another brand and said, oh, there's already great um, skincare brands. I'm not going to make rationale. You know, you just need to be fearless and you need to stop worrying about everyone else around you and just jump right in. Um, and that kind of comes to my second tip as well. So don't let anyone stop your 
instinct. So you know what is best for you. You know what is best for your pathway. So for me, for example, before um, Beauté Industry was a company, a thing, um, I always knew I wanted to have something of my own. So, you know, I was working with lots of other products and brands and companies and that was great, but I just wanted, I wanted my own little little something and I looked at having a product range I looked at running an online store I looked at being a beauty blogger I wanted to be a specialist in terms of facials I wanted to do so many things and I remember every time I had this light bulb idea I would run to my two closest people which is my fiance now and my dad and I would run to them and say that's it I've got a great idea here's the pitch here's the business plan and so after the fifth idea that I had, which was beauty industry, um, they, they were both just basically laughing at me. And it's not a, not a test to the kind of humans that they are. They're both gorgeous. But I was kind of like crying business wolf. You know, how many times can I tell them that I've got this great business idea and then I don't follow through with it? So I think, you know, in, in my inside myself, I knew that I had something. I knew that something was there. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And so that's my second tip is if you know that you can do something great, don't let anyone else tell, that you, tell you that you can't. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's really, really valuable information there. So I do hope that that's the golden nugget of the episode that anyone can take away from today. And I think it does come back to our industry can take us wherever you want to go. So if you do want to work on the ships, run your own beauty salon, have your own beauty blog, do a community, create a magazine, have a franchise of beautiful spa destinations, you can do it. And I want everyone to believe that they can achieve it if they set their mind to it. But it does come back to, because I think we're, I'm, I was just about to laugh at you because I'm exactly the same. We always, we're driving in the car, we're like, that would be a great coffee shop. Oh, imagine Butorium attached to that with the yeah. cafe and the spa. <laughs> and, you know, we're just constantly thinking of ideas and the shiny object syndrome can get in the way, but you, you've got to stay in your own lane. But I think that is why I actually created, the first thing I ever created with um, Beauty Business Co was the Beauty Business Vision Planner. So when it comes to having that 360 degree look at where you see yourself, have, have a think about where you want to look um, at you within a 20 year period and then work backwards from there. And it might have a, a big, you know, beauty industry spread of all the things you can do. And if you can, you know, hone in on a couple of those um, and really find what your true purpose is within the industry. But I think, um, yeah, uh, if you you know if you're passionate within the industry, if you've done a few things and you keep coming back to it and then you've just got to find that niche as well. So love, love, love. Thank you. Now I would <laughs> love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. Yeah, so I do a lot on my phone. Um, in fact, recently I have um, put a setting on there that it tells me when I have reached three hours across social media all day because um, I need to try and get offline um, and be more present. But um, three apps that I love using, the first is Loomly. 
Um, so that's a scheduling app. So basically what I do, obviously I'm not on my phone all the time. I'm out there in business and helping people, um, et cetera. And so what I do there is I pump a photo or a piece of content into Loomly and it will actually schedule it across as many platforms you like. So Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Google+, LinkedIn, etc. And so it actually helps you with terms of how many characters you're allowed to say, um, what time you can post, should you do a hashtag or not. Um, and so I find that really helpful because there's nothing um, more painful to me than people double handling things. So I just like to schedule it all into Loomly and then it goes out. Um, another one is an app called Minimalist and that's just me being a typical A-type personality um, that I just love to write lists about everything that I'm doing and it just gives me a little sparkle in my soul when I can cross off something on that list because mm -hmm. I know that I'm getting closer to whatever I'm trying to do. Um, so that's a great one for me. And um, the last one is a bit of a funny one, but I'm assuming that most of this is going to go out to women's ears anyway and too bad if it doesn't. But um, it's actually an app called Flow, which is a period tracker. And so for me, what I do every single night just as a little kind of wind down is I actually pump into this period tracker how I was feeling that day did I have any symptoms of perhaps tiredness or was I craving chocolate and that just really allows me to kind of sit there and reflect on what the mood was um, what I did in that day and how kind of my menstrual cycle really kind of interacts with everything that I do which is um, kind of cool yeah that's really good because I think when it comes to period trackers, we just automatically assume about um, planning for a pregnancy, but there's so yeah. much behind, um, you know, knowing what your emotions are and how you are actually feeling around um, your period and, and the pain as well. Like, I think that should be a topic that's more spoken about. I know that Kat Hazel, when she was on the podcast, she actually gave some really great insights into some of the things she's been doing on a natural perspective and um, like natural contraceptive and things mm. kind of so bad for you to have contraception in your body. So yeah, yeah, by actually being more in tune with our bodies, it's really, really fantastic to have an app that can help us with that as well. Because mood is everything. And I know that I am not the best person to be around <laughs> in that 24 hours before it hits. It's like, oh gosh, stay away from Angela. But yeah, it's good to be aware of it so we can chill out. And I love, I actually, I haven't heard of Loomly before. I'm going to have to check that out because I use Plan as my planning um, social media app. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah, so that's also a great one and it flicks over to Facebook too. But anything that can, yeah, stop the double dipping into everything and we're all about saving time and overwhelm within our businesses. So um, that's why I actually asked this question because generally they are quite um, good ones that I, I can add to my list as well. So, mm -hmm. and um, the other day I had a notification. I don't have anything installed in my phone, but I did have a notification come up on my phone that I'd had six and a half hours of iPhone screen time. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? And I, I was blaming it on my son and um, <laughs> not taking responsibility for all the screen time. But 
it made me really aware that we need to shut that screen down and put it actually away out of our hands reach so that we can start to become a little bit more present within our day to day. Absolutely. So, couldn't agree more. Continual work in progress there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? Yeah, um, I was thinking about this question and um, it brought me back to somebody who gets it, you know. So for me, support, I have great support. I've got my dad, I've got my fiance, I've got my cat who you'll figure out in this podcast. I'm sure that I'm a crazy cat lady, but I've got amazing support network around me. And I was thinking, so I've got the support, but what what is it about them? So what I'm actually searching for in my support is somebody who gets it. You know, so for example, um, in January and February in the sparring clinic industry magazine, I have been asked to write an article, right? And so this is a huge deal for Butte industry to have a published article to get our name out there a little bit more. And so when I was um, approached by the editor to run this article, I was, you know, jumping up and down. I was ecstatic and I thought, right, who am I going to call? And I thought, I'm going to call my partner and he's at work and he deals with engines and things. So he's going to be greasy and dirty and hot out there in this humid weather and he's not going to care and not going to understand, you know, or not not that he won't care, but he won't get it. And then I thought, that's it, I'll call my dad. And then I thought, my dad's going to go, what is this magazine? I've never heard it. It's not the Herald Sun. So I thought, I just need somebody in my support network who gets it? And so what I guess this is also a part of Butte industry is that our online Facebook group um, is always celebrating wins. And so whenever I see somebody's opened, you know, they've gone from a home business into a beautiful premise, for example, or when somebody has just won some kind of award or whatever it may be, I always do my best to try and share their win. And so I'll say, you know, congratulations, this is amazing. And so I did, I turned to our beautiful community and I said, Toot toot, here's my horn press for today. Um, we've just had this beautiful article in Inspiring Clinic and it's going to be launched in January and February. And the support that I got from then was so amazing. Everyone was saying, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. I can't believe it. Well done. And so that's really what I'm searching for. I'm searching for people who get it. Yep. Yep. Oh, I love that. Well, congratulations because that's an epic <laughs> win. Well done. Oh, thank you. It's so important to have our, um, yeah, the, the circle within us that we can depend on um, to turn to because celebrating those little wins, I tell you what, if you, especially like having a planner, writing down um, your wins of the month and how far you've come, I've been really good with my planner this year and it's actually got a section at the beginning of um, each month of what your goals are. Like even starting a business uh, like Beauty Business Co started in January um, this year. So being able to track that I went from zero followers to, you know, I've got now like 555, I think, in our members community. And mm. uh, it's just really, really nice because you think, oh, wow, this is so difficult to build a community. And then you go, well, hang on a second. How about you look at how far you've come? And yeah, yeah. so having having a little bit of um, tracking device as well so that you can pop the champagne every so often if you didn't have someone to call on is important too. <laughs> Definitely. 
So do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? Yeah, so my days can look um, never, never too the same. Um, But a few things I like to do every morning as soon as I jump out of bed, I like to stretch and I'm not a yogi or a Pilates person by any stretch of the imagination, but I just do basic stretches and that just kind of, prepares my body and I just say thank you to my body for just being amazing and being healthy and being able to carry me through all the stress that I put it through. Um, I also cannot live without my coconut water and my um, Vitasol greens powder and that for me is just once again it's just thanking my body you know I think in this beauty industry we often find Tim Tams or plates of chips or chocolate or whatever it may be out in the back room and in the back kitchen. And while that's great for a quick burst of energy, um, it doesn't truly help us travel through the day with an extended period of long lasting energy. So I I love my greens powder for cell support and things like that. Mm. Um, And one thing that I do every single night before I go to bed is I just put foot cream on my feet and it's something that I've always just intuitively done. Um, I use a specific balm that helps me sleep at night because I'm not the best sleeper. And yeah, that just for me is just another little moment where I just give back to myself and I reflect on the day and I feel like those three things really set me up for success. And if I don't have my foot cream or if I don't have my greens powder, I'm like, oh gosh, what's going to happen today? (laughs) That's awesome. Cause you've, you've created a routine there and a little ritual for yourself. So that's, yeah, Mm. really, really lovely. Simple. It's just the simple things, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So we'll move on to some rapid fire questions. What is the best book you've ever read? The best book I think I've ever read um, is quite a funny one. It's The Barefoot Investor. So that is all about the money managing. Um, I used to be shocking with money, absolutely shocking. I would, you know, live from paycheck to paycheck and I would overdraw my bank account and things like that. And as I've started to get older and come into my own with my career in the industry, now I'm making a little bit more money. That Barefoot Investor book for me was a real reality check to wake up. And if you are making money, be thankful that you are making money, but be smart and be frugal with it because then when you want to start your own business, you're going to need to put a lot of your own money into it um, more than you ever so thought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's a really good book. I am seconding that one for you. (laughs) Now, uh, who is someone that you'd love to meet in person? Yeah, so I've, I've been really lucky enough to meet a lot of my industry um, kind of inspirations, but somebody who I haven't met uh, is Melanie Grant of Melanie Grant Skin. She has two clinics, one in Double Bay and one in Armadale. She just represents for me everything that the beauty industry should be. She is classic. She works with incredible brands. She has these cult following of celebrity and high-profile Um, clients and she is just graceful she does business so well and always um, attributes everything down to customer service and experience and I would love to pick her brain and meet her in person Mm, yeah she sounds like a goodie now and what am I up to here what's one thing you've procrastinated about this week 
<laughs> um, I procrastinate a lot. I am um, a true Gemini at heart. So I can be a hermit crab and just not want to talk to anyone or I can be a peacock and just show off and be the party animal. So for me, um, a lot of the time I procrastinate about calling people funnily enough, which is so funny because, you know, we do podcasts, I'm on social media all the time and I love emails. But for me, picking up the phone and calling someone, I don't know, it just gives me butterflies and it just makes me go back into my um, little hermit crab kind of shell. So I'll go downstairs, I'll have some blueberries or I'll have a peach or a snack and I'll think that's it. When you go back up into your office, you are turning on the peacock and you are going to call that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I can get a little bit like that as well, but it's so easy to text and I think my mum yeah. pulls me into line every so often. She's like, well, why don't you just call them? <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah, it's just like I don't, I also never want to put someone out. So everyone's busy. And I think if they text me and then we set up a time to meet, then it's better to meet in person or, um, yeah, yeah, chat chat for a couple of messages. So, (laughs) what is something you would jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? I would love to start dancing again. Um, I haven't danced for a long time now. I don't think I could do a whole class, but I would love love to do that because it was a big passion of mine. Um, and in terms of my business, I would probably do more speaking and inspirational events. So not just our quarterly brunch events that we do, but I would love to um, help help you know businesses go in and figure out why their culture isn't working or what's not meshing within their team and help them get community, help them get that kind of vibe back. So almost being like a keynote speaker for workplace and community and everything industry is what I would definitely jump at if I knew I couldn't fail. Amazing. I don't think you would fail at that. I think you'd be incredible. Don't be be scared of that. And because you've moved to Brisbane, we're in the same neighbourhood now. So my husband's Colombian and I know a little bit of salsa, so we could maybe catch up. (laughs) Amazing. Yes, we'll have to have a few wines with that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I always do it with wine. (laughs) (laughs) So if you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what is one thing you wish you had with you? Um, I don't know how she would go, but I would take my cat, Tiger Lily, um, with her. I just, I'm just the biggest cat freak. Uh, we play all day and she's so smoochy and I, I just know that days and time would go by. Um, she would probably help me catch a fish so then I could have some dinner. Um, and I wouldn't be bored. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. That's a good one. (laughs) So we will wrap it up. I have so much gratitude for you giving me your time today, Tamara. It's been really special sharing all of what you have done throughout this industry, um, throughout your journey. It's been really, really lovely. So I'd love for you to share. I know that our listeners will be listening to this in even years to come, which is why it's so special, but you're just about to host a beauty brunch miss in Melbourne so yeah just um, give us a little bit of insight into what's next and um, where our listeners can find you and even um, joining your community as well and listening to your podcast I'll leave all the links to everything below but yeah just give us a little bit of a a send-off 
Yeah, amazing. So we, um, well, we were coming out of our first year of beauty industry. So celebrating that accomplishment, um, we at the moment have four brunches a year and they're at the moment only in Melbourne. So within 2019, we're going to expand that and come into um, Sydney a little bit more and perhaps um, host an event down even on the Gold Coast. Uh, we're also launching paid membership plans next year where you can have lots more access and resources to community and support within the industry and along with that also comes our e-digital magazine um, which is going to be a bi-monthly release of everything that's industry, news, trends, community, everything um, you can ever think of. <laughs> that's so amazing I was very excited when you told me about that before we started recording so once again girl is unstoppable I can't wait to see all of that come together because um yeah I definitely want to be supporting you and making sure all of my members know about what you're doing as well so um and just some of your um your social media handles as well what where can we find you yeah, so me, I am at Tamara Shaw, so T-A-M-A-R-A-S-H-A-W. Um, and because Instagram is a pain, there's two underscores after that. And um, my little business is at Beauté Industry. So that's B-E-A-U-T-E and then Industry, I-E instead of the Y. And that's across all social media channels for both of those. Great. That's easy peasy. As I said, I'll leave all the links in the show notes as well. So at the end of the episode, we always like to give a special giveaway. We appreciate all our listeners um, on both of our podcasts. You know, we wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't have the courage to come on mic and um, continually have these incredible guests to keep us sharing their journeys and moving forward within what we're doing. So we, I like to reward our listeners with something um, so they can take a little bit of Tamara and the beauty industry away with them too. So um, do you have something you'd like to offer Tamara? Yeah, absolutely. So if um, anyone wants to sign up to our online community, um, you're all welcome to come into our Facebook group as well. But if you sign up to our online community, then we will um, give you a free yearly subscription of our e-magazine that's launching in 2019, um, which has quite a high value there, which is amazing. And um, as you mentioned there, I've just moved into Brizzy. I'm just south of Brizzy. So um, I need some friends and some coffee dates and some wine dates. So if anyone wants to um, be a crazy cat lady with me or search the markets on a weekend or um, otherwise, I would love to to meet you and reach out and say hello oh that's beautiful yeah we want to definitely welcome you to the brizzy community i've got a lot of beauty bosses that i'm friends with here so we'll organize a catch-up date all together amazing and i'm going to come to your brunch as well and um be spreading the word through all of our community that you have an amazing podcast and we're all just trying to do this amazing thing for the industry and so i want to thank you as well for having me and being um you know community focused over competition yeah you're so welcome it's been really fantastic have an awesome day tamara thank you so much thank you 